This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Eric Stokeby Fourth Generation, Missouri Meerschaum, and the Scandinavian Tobacco Group. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD. Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Man, good evening to you, sir. How are you doing tonight? You know, I'm doing well. It was a beautiful day today here in central Mississippi. Yeah, and, uh, what? Man, I was just so excited. We had the doors open today at the shop, and oh. uh, the birds are even chirping right now as we're uh, as we're recording, and uh, it's just really, really nice pipe-smoking weather. Uh, we've got a lot of rain, I think, coming into town, and we're kind of in between some some rain, but uh, man, we're, uh, yeah, we're rocking and rolling around here. It's a real nice time to smoke a pipe. That's good, man. What you been up to, man? Oh, you know, just uh, staying busy, always staying busy. You know, we've got some great things that are going on over at Pottery. We've got some great things going on at Satchel. Uh, never, never a dull moment in this uh, wonderful world that we live. In. We, we we know how to we know how to spice it up, don't we? Yeah, man. I, but, you know, I I think I kind of get this sense sometimes that we're people that you know, if there's not a crisis or some drama, we kind of have to create <laughs> some, like create a crisis or some drama just to keep it interesting, you know? Let's let's we, let's not do that. Uh, other otherwise, you know, why would you know why would we? Be excited to get up every day. We wouldn't have some fire to put out. I got I got some <laughs> some fire I got to share with you real quick. Yeah. Before we jump into all the important things, I mean, people come to this. It's right. a pipe show. They want to hear about pipes, pipe tobacco, pipe smokers. We got a great show for you guys tonight. Uh, but before we jump into that, I saw a movie this weekend that I did not expect to go ever see in theaters. Yeah. The what? Jungle Book. The Jungle Book? Yeah. Wow. You've heard about this live, quote unquote, live action Jungle Book? You know, I guess I haven't. No. Uh, okay. I mean, I'm familiar oh with The gosh. Jungle Book and then, you know, but they came out with a with a with a new iteration of it. So I saw. Get, tell me, tell me what's going on. I saw this trailer for this uh, when they first put it out, and I was like, oh, okay, interesting. They're making a Jungle Book movie. Yeah. And so I was watching it, and it was kind of interesting. And you hear the voice of Scarlett Johansson in this in this trailer, mm-hmm. and she's talking to Mowgli, you know, the boy who's in the woods, and okay. she's like, you know, okay. what are you doing, lost in the woods? Don't you know what you are? I I know what you are. I'll take care of a, care of you, and like saying all these things, and you think. As you're watching this, you're like, oh, okay, interesting. This is like the mother talking, you know, the mother wolf. Yeah. Because he was raised by wolves. And then, you know, she gets to the point where like, all you have to do is trust in me. Oh, wow. And it's the snake. And she's the snake. And like that moment, I still get chills actually. Dude, that's just saying that. When you see that in the trailer, it just all of a sudden gets you, it pulls you in. Yeah. And so it's it's a fantastic, I, I saw it, I won't give any spoilers away, but it's a fantastic movie. It had Bill Murray as Baloo the Bear. It had Christopher Walken <laughs> as King Louis the uh, the ape. The He was a orangutan in the cartoon. He's a different kind of monkey in this one. But uh, yeah, and Shere Khan. That's awesome, man. Dude, they made Shere Khan like a super evil villain too. I mean, it's. Now, who, who, who made this? Was this a Disney film? This is a Disney film. Okay. So okay. they're doing a live action you know version i mean the whole yeah. thing is like it's it's unlike and they've done it a couple of times but it's True. unlike any iteration they've ever done in the past yeah john favreau is the director and i you know we talk about movies from time to time i gotta say this one i strongly recommend it's not for the small kids because it is a little bit scarier i think probably Did you take your kids is no, no, that no, no, what no. it with the okay I, I i just the reviews were so good and i that trailer impacted me as hard as it did i was like you know what I, I, me and Christina were able to go take a uh, take yeah. a, a couple hours and went to the movie theater. Good so. man, date night. Yeah, man, it was fun. But anyway, so if you've got people, if you've got kids that are like ten or over, uh, it's great for for the whole family as long as the kids are old enough. So, <laughs> man, check it out. Trust me, man. It's so good, <laughs> so freaking good. Uh, but man, you know what else is so freaking good, man. Chicago 
we're going to Chicago, baby. Yeah. The fair and friendly city. The windy city. The windy city. Yeah. Is it fair and friendly? Is that a thing? I, I don't know if it is or not. It will be once we get there. It, it, it is. I think actually there's a town in Mississippi uh, that that's motto is the fair and friendly city. But I always like that. I, it just seems like it fits Chicago. I like it. Um, I'm excited, man. We're going... Uh, you know, um, uh, gonna you know get to meet a lot of folks up there that we've never interacted with before, and uh, you know, me see a city I've never never been to before. Uh, you know, experience uh, just kind of the mecca of the pipe world. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be game on. For, it's gonna for be a few days. Yeah, huge. Now, of course, yeah. if you're I'm not, a, I'm getting nervous to be like if I, if I could just have an intimate <laughs> moment with like our listeners and friends. Like I, I'm getting nervous, dude. Like I mean, we're gonna go up there and like. It's going to be like going to Disney World, but for pipe tobacco. It's going to be awesome. Like, I mean, I just, I'm, I'm getting chill bumps and like, I don't know if my anxiety can help it. Like, I'm, I'm an extrovert, but like, I, I'm, I'm kind of on the line. Like, I'm an introverted extrovert. You're an extrovert you know when I mean? you're on your home turf. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, I, I think that's accurate. And so, like, just being being around all these people, like, man, I, it, so, so if, if you see me in, in Chicago and I'm acting a little timid, like, you know, just uh, just go up, give him a big hug. Just, just, just give him me. a big old hug. Yeah, just, just give him. <laughs> just, just, just be kind. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to it. Here's it's going to be great. Ever since we announced that we were going to Chicago, we've been kind of teasing out some information about it. That's right. Now we can be a lot more specific and tell you the exacts here. We're really excited about this, guys. Yeah. We're actually going to be going. You can find us. We'll have a table. Uh, in association with this new community for pipe smokers that's coming out called This Pipe Life. This Pipe Life. Guys, that's we're right. so excited about this community and what they're all about. We're so honored to be uh, kind of a part of this and asked to be a part of this. The cool thing, though, if you're going to Chicago, the location, when you walk through the door, we'll be right there, man. Man, that's exciting. Yeah, so apparently you walk right through the door where uh, the table right right by the entrance, uh, you'll see us. You can look for This Pipe Life. We'll also have some Country Squire Radio paraphernalia. That's right. While we're there, we'll be recording. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to pull a few of you guys on mic and actually do uh, some brief interviews. For those of you who have not gotten a chance to listen to our New Orleans Pipe Show mm-hmm. episode, uh, we want to do something very similar to that for Chicago. That's so, right. Uh, we would love the opportunity. You know, we want to get some big names in the industry, but more importantly to us, the big names to us, which is you. Yeah. Um, you've had to you've had to sit through listening to us for <laughs> for three years. Let us listen to you. Let us listen to you. And so, I, if, if you're if you're viewing live, you can see I'm just grinning from ear to ear because I, I'm so excited excited about this. When we went to New Orleans and had a uh, similar experience where we were able to broadcast on site, uh, you know, we, we just had a great time interacting with some of our really good friends. But uh, this is going to be a venue and a, a situation where you've got, uh, you know, a, a very big multiplier of that. It's going to be uh, just just very, very large and uh, folks from all over the world. We are so excited to be partnering with uh, this Pipe Life and all the cool stuff they've got yeah. going on. Uh, and, and, and we're just tickled, uh, you know, if I can use a word I like to use. Another you like to use John it. Davidism. Uh, we, we, we really are. We're, we're tickled to be um, kind of a part of this new venture that uh, is coming along in the pipe community. So uh, please come look for us, uh, you know, find us. Uh, please come say, hey, we'd love to, uh, you know, occasionally, uh, like Bo said, have the opportunity to pull some of y'all on air and uh, and just and just get to know you, just get to get to know you and uh, and, and immerse ourselves in uh, in what is going to be just a wonderful time. It's going to be a blast, man. Of course, we're two yeah. weeks away. Uh, ideally, we'll be doing a live stream similar to what we did in New Orleans. It's possible that we might not have the capabilities one way or the other. Yeah. We will definitely be doing a Periscope while we're there. So yeah. be sure to be following us depends at on, Squire Radio. Depends yeah. on internet connection, right? Depends yeah. on internet I mean, connection. So we've got, there's some variables here going on, but we, uh, we're we definitely going to be uh, in in the middle there and and doing a lot of activity just depends on if it's live or not. That's right. So, yeah. That's right. Yeah. All right. So Exciting. looking forward to it. And again, big big ups to the the folks at this pipe life and more information about that community as we get closer to Chicago. That's right. That's uh, abroad. 
I mean, it feels abroad to us. Uh, but <laughs> at, here at the home base, we got an event coming up for the Mississippi Pipe Club, the Magnolia Pipe Club. We do. Which is this uh, Cathead Vodka tour. What That's is right. That's right. Uh, Mississippi has a distillery, uh, Cathead Vodka. They may they may be branching out into whiskey now, Bo. I'm not sure. Um, oh dang! Are you serious? I, I think I think I may have heard that. Yeah, that might be a thing. Maybe I hope that's not a lie. But uh, but I, I know they do. Vodka. We got the exclusive. Uh, we, yeah, we did. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I just invented news. That's what uh, that's what the other that's what news, the news that's what the news do. does, does all the time. Right. So uh, yeah, Cathead is a uh, a local uh, distillery here in Central Mississippi. Uh, they make a, a really tasty vodka, Cathead vodka. They also it's have delicious. some infused vodkas, uh, but particularly the one with honeysuckle is uh, is 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 my favorite. Yeah, uh, got a really. Uh, just a nice sweet flavor, something that Southerners really, really enjoy. Uh, you can sip it straight, or you know, or, or mix it with your favorite uh, mixer. But uh, anyway, the Magnolia Pipe Club this Saturday uh, is going to take a uh, tour of the Cathead Vodka Distillery in downtown Jackson, and we invite you to come. Uh, we just need to know by Thursday the twenty first if you'll be able to make it. So uh, please uh, let us know by Thursday, April twenty first, if you'll be able to make it. Uh, you can find us on um, online. Uh, or just email me or tweet at me or something to let me know. And the tour will be on April 23rd. Uh, we're going to meet at the shop at 11 a.m. and go down that way. And after we do the tour, uh, which is only $10, uh, we'll be all smoking pipes afterwards at a pipe-friendly uh, eating establishment. So that isn't that, or that you should come just for the, it's uh, going to be great. The rarity of that as a, no, as a thing. Yeah, no, it's going to be great. It, it, it's exciting. You'll probably need to eat something after you, uh, you know, taste all this delicious vodka. Yeah. Um, which, which will be, you know, you'll see kind of the production, how it goes through. I'm not a, I'm not a big vodka drinker. Neither am I, but their stuff is good. Yeah, it, it's good. When I when I drink vodka, I prefer, you know, something like that. I, I you know, they're just. You don't it, always drink vodka. But when, when I, I do, do, I prefer <laughs> cathead. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it's 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 a good vodka. Yeah, it's it's good. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, anyway, for more information, uh, shoot me an email, countrysquire1970 at gmail.com or uh, hit us up on uh, you know the Magnolia Pipe Club Facebook page. Yeah, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait to do it. Can't wait to see a lot of you folks there uh, in the local area. Guys, we've got an awesome topic, a very interesting topic for you tonight as we reopen the series. Uh, but before we get into it, let's talk about our sponsor for this episode. Of course, we're talking about Eric Stokeby Fourth Generation. That's right. Now, it's great. You know, with, with all of our sponsors, we encourage you to take selfies or, or take pictures of uh, your your tobaccos and your pipes and such, you know, and we love getting those in. You know, a lot of p- folks like to actually take their, uh, you know, their their pipe and put it on their tobacco or just take a picture of the tobacco, which is really great. But guys, hold it up to your face. You know, you got to take the, uh, you know, we got to see your your. We want to see your mug, man. Yeah, man. yeah, that's right. You get to look at ours if you, you know. But it's great because I, I think it was even the first uh, first episode that we had Eric Stoke on as a sponsor that somebody actually tweeted in and said, "Hey, I'm actually sm- smoking my fourth generation." Right now, oh man, that's great. Uh, and we've talked about it before, but of course, Eric Stoke be just a, a phenomenal name in the pipes uh, pipe smoking world. That's right, both pipes and tobacco. Uh, his fourth generation pipes and tobacco are excellent. Each one in the series, kind of representing a generation, uh, is as with the name implies, with fourth generation. That's right. This week, we're talking again about the 1882 pipe. And uh, and you were you were commenting on it right before we went live. Yeah, the all of his pipes are gonna have kind of a Danish flair to them, but uh, you know you could compare them to general British shapes that you might think of. I think with the 1882, you kind of see a brandy, uh, maybe maybe a kind of a steeper volcano look, but I, I would tend to call that a brandy. And uh, comes in a variety of finishes: uh, a beautiful orange, a natural finish, a, a burnt sienna, and and probably my favorite is the dark porter, which is a 
uh, yeah. sandblasted finish. It's yeah. got uh, just as as you might imagine a real nice deep sandblast where it really showcases the ring grain of the pipe. So a uh, slight blend to it, bend to it with just a uh, just a real nice uh, metallic accent there at the end of the shank. So a uh, beautiful pipe. Great looking pipe. You know, the great thing about the Eric Stokeby uh, fourth generation uh, series, all of these in their series, is if you're buying it, you know you're buying a really great quality handcrafted pipe. So check it out. You can look for it at uh, fourth generation tobacco or fourth gen tobacco.com. Find those pipes. And also, he's got a, a pipe tobacco for the 1822. 1882. I'm sorry, 18. Wait, 1882. 1882. Dyslexia. It's the Founder's Blend. Uh, yeah, the Founder's Blend, uh, it achieves the perfect balance of Latakia and Oriental sun-cured tobaccos. Uh, so he's got enhanced uh, by mature Virginia's uh, complemented by a full-bodied Kentucky leaf. So uh, real strong tobacco is something that's going to be uh, robust and just give you a nice full-bodied smoke, but um, from the quality you would expect from a name like Stokeby. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right, guys. We've got a very interesting uh, Hero of the Bowl to talk about today. Yes, we are reopening our Heroes of the Bowl series. Yeah, this, this is this is fun. You know, we kind of, uh, as a tradition or as a, just a general convention with this series, have a have a set where you know I, I oftentimes will do maybe a historical figure, and you'll oftentimes do uh, you know maybe someone from fiction, right. and, and we kind of this is kind of a blend. Yeah, a little bit of I, both. I don't, I don't know. Maybe we you know we've got we've got one individual and uh and and he's and he's interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would say he's the most interesting man in the world. In the world. Or at least he certainly portrays or portrayed the most interesting man in the world. <laughs> uh, guys, if you did not know, we're talking about Jonathan Goldsmith, which yeah. is the uh, the real name of the actor that has portrayed Doseki's most interesting man in the world. That's right. And to talk about him tonight, we actually have some Doseki's lager. We do. Especial. Cheers. You know, sometimes <sighs> you just want a crisp, a crisp, if I can speak. Yep. A crisp uh, Mexican beer. You know, you, you oh, really dude. do. Yeah. It's delicious. Like, uh, I have so many good memories over Dos Equis. Yeah. Look, back in the day when I was in college in Clinton, yeah. uh, there was, I went to a Baptist university. Right. There was only one bar in Clinton <laughs> at the time. And they sold beer for 99 cent pints of Dos Equis. Golly. And the reason is, is because they had to attract, like, they, they were like begging these college students to come in so because they were the only full bar. Of college kids, but they're Baptist college but it's kids. Baptist college kids. Yeah. And you were the Presbyterians, like, come on, guys, let's do this. Oh, man. It is a <laughs> Presbyterian's dream it is the benefit of going to that college. That's hilarious, man. Yeah, that, you know, there's so many uh, good memories I've got with uh, Dos Equis at a, um, you know, at a Mexican restaurant, just eating a lot of chips and salsa or something. But um, yeah, man, uh, the most interesting man in the world, Jonathan Goldsmith, he, for the past, uh, I guess, almost uh, seven years now, six, seven years, has been the uh, kind of spokesperson, if you would, for uh, for Dos Equis and, and an interesting character. You know, it's, you know, it is very interesting because, you know, you might be listening and thinking, okay, yeah, most interesting man in the world. I remember seeing him and uh, he smokes cigars. Why are you guys talking about it? Well, what you might not realize is that Jonathan Goldsmith is actually a big pipe smoker. He's a pipe smoker. In fact, you know, he's a hard man to get a hold of in terms of interviews, even for the more uh, traditional media. That's right. But every single time you see him uh, either featured in a, in a magazine or, or uh, even in videos, he's yeah. always Always smoking a pipe. Always got his pipe. I, I actually uh, looked on Business Insider uh, before we got on here, just kind of you know brushing up on a few little things before our episode tonight, and there he was smoking a Savinelli right there in front of a big old. That fireplace. was a Savinelli. So, isn't that, yeah, isn't that awesome? Oh, that's awesome. Uh, it was just so cool to get to see that, and and, and that's a regular thing, you know. Uh, if you anytime this guy kind of comes out of character to 
expose himself to, uh, you know, just real life. He, he's, he's always got his pipe. The crazy thing is that out of character, he's so like very similar to his character. There's just a, yeah, yeah. there's just a cool air about him. In fact, I was actually watching a video that uh, he did with E with the E network and, uh, and you know, he's lighting up his pipe and he's lighting it up and she, uh, <laughs> And she says, that is so cool. He's like, that's why I'm doing it. That's why I'm doing it. <laughs> I was like, that is so baller, man. It's awesome. It's really great. All right. So interestingly enough, the uh, the the Dosaki's most interesting man in the world, not actually a Latino man. Yeah. In fact, he is he's actually- from like Vermont or something. <laughs> well, he's from, he's from Vermont, but he's also, he's Jewish and actually of Russian descent. Uh, and it's funny because to hear him describe going in for the role of the most interesting man in the world, right. he sat down and he looked around him. There was all these Latino gentlemen all around him. And he was kind of at a loss because, again, here he was, this Jewish Russian actor. Right. And, uh, and right. up for this role for Dosecki's the most interesting man in the world. And so this is, this is kind of a fun fact. <laughs> he actually based the character off of a friend of his who is also a sailing buddy. Uh, and that's Fernando Lovas. Okay. Okay. So, uh, kind of cool. It, it, it's, it is interesting. I, I think in reading about this, it sounded like he recognized at a very early stage in the process that they were wanting to do, uh, you know, something, in kind of a you know Latino uh, kind of macho character type thing, and 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 maybe a younger character too, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah, and and, and you know I, I think in his mind he was like, how could a young person be the most interesting man in the world? Yeah, like, yeah. that's impossible. That that and 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 he just he just came along and uh, Jonathan Goldsmith from freaking Vermont and uh, and nailed it. Well, the great thing <laughs> is you know you think about kind of this. Uh, this person who's gone places and done all these things to kind of create the air of the most interesting man in the world. And, uh, and in fact, Jonathan Goldsmith uh, is is a very well-seasoned actor in terms of roles that he's played. Yeah. And, you know, for some of you uh, older folks out there who uh, maybe grew up on Bonanza or Gunsmoke. Um, You've probably seen him before. The old school spaghetti yeah. westerns. He was yeah. he was commonly featured as a bad guy. Uh, in fact, he was actually he was shot by John Wayne in the face. In the face, is that right? <laughs> I knew in the face. I knew he was shot. Uh, John Wayne actually told him, you know, every single every single person he shot, now again, you know, shot on screen. Right, uh, right. Every single person he shot became famous. Like that was his. Like, if there's any <laughs> consolation, there you go. It worked out good for him. Well, and it's funny because you know, not only uh, did he eventually become famous, I kind of took a while. Right? Did. To yeah. really rise to prominence. I mean, a lot of the characters that he ended up playing were uh, were villains. Were kind of I hate to use this term, but freak of the week. Not that he was a freak, but that's kind of a term in television. Freak of the week. What is that? What does that mean? Yeah, so that's a, it's kind of a modern identification of serialized television where you have a villain, a new villain each week. So the heroes remain consistent. Your, okay. your primary characters remain consistent every single week, but a new person gets added for this one episode. Yeah. So okay. They're going to be like the best friend that one episode who also turns out to be evil, or they're going to be the one evil person who tries to break up. But then, you know, af- after this one episode, we'll never hear from them again. That right. kind of thing. Right. So, uh, <laughs> so back in the day, he portrayed uh, several villains of uh, of that quali- quali- okay. caliber. But it's kind of interesting. He kind of had a feud back in the day with a young Dustin Hoffman. Really? Yeah. And in fact- Like, like an on-set, like an actual feud. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah. Like uh, the actors themselves. You know you know how these actors are, big personalities yeah, sure. and, and uh, clashing as, as it is. And, you know, the, Hollywood is a competitive space. You know, we've got actually several actors, especially out in our uh, California, shout out to our California listeners, uh, who are in the business. Even even some folks in New York, yeah. and they they can attest to you know it's uh you know there's there's collaboration right there's a community there, but there is a little dog eat dog. I mean <laughs> at the end of the day they're only looking for one actor one actress to facilitate that one role, and it's gonna be me, Bo, not you. Well, and there you go. And so you know there is this kind of uh, a competitive nature that can come out of that. You can end up creating 
rivals or uh, or in this case a, a feud. Yeah. And so uh, famously, uh, the most interesting, then not the most interesting man in the world, right? Uh, Mr. Goldsmith actually told Dustin Hoffman, he said, you know the reason that you hate me? It's because you know that I'm going to make it and you're not. Wow. So this is again- He told a, Dustin Hoffman An that. early Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, it's been reported that the feud has since resolved several years I later. I can imagine, yeah. And, uh, and Goldsmith has- uh, has he was like, yeah, I was wrong. Politely, <laughs> he's politely eating his crow, right? Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I just, I love that he had like the stones to do that. Yeah, you know, no, absolutely, I mean? <laughs> absolutely. That's great. I, you know, I, I think you know, if you're in his shoes, you gotta, you know, just take humble pie and and move along. You know, another uh, very recognizable thing about the most interesting man in the world, and in fact, Mister Goldsmith, is uh, the manly beard that he sports. Yeah, you know, as as pipe smokers, we are. Uh, we're fans of the it's beard. A lot of bearded folk. In yeah. fact, you know, I've even thought about doing maybe a pipe culture episode about beards. Kind of on beards. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know, beard care products for when you're smoking a pipe. Now there we, seems to be like we, we a need, need We need to honor the folks in the pipe community that can't grow a beard. And and we, Ladies. Have, we have them. Yep. Well, and, and the thing is like that, you know, the reason I say the, the folks that can't grow a beard is because you've got people with beards and then people that can't grow beards. There's no one that could grow a beard that chooses not to grow a beard, right? <laughs> I mean, that's just a thing. Right? Sure, sure, sure. I mean, sure. maybe if you're in the military or like, which we appreciate you. Yeah, you're, you're sacrificing you know, the beard for your country. You're sacrificing your beard for the country. We're very thankful for that. And yeah. we, we honor that. Uh, you know, maybe if you're like an insurance salesman or work at a bank, but you know, if you can grow a beard, you, you, you grow a beard. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine that helps your, I, I, I feel like my money is safer at a bank where they all wear beards, where, they're, where all the men are sporting beards. <laughs> That's just me personally. Well, but, uh, anyway, he does have a nice beard. He, has, he does. He has an exquisite beard. Well, he's got he's got a little trick to uh, keeping his beard up. What's that? He uses his dog's flea comb. His flea, the dog's flea comb? The flea comb. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> that, is, that is how- That's kind of that, disgusting. That's how Mr. Goldsmith grooms his beard. Wow. So I just, I want you to, to picture why, Wait, why, why with the flea comb? Does he have fleas? Uh, no. But I just, it's just, that would be interesting. That would, that would be interesting. If he did. Uh, I cannot imagine the most interesting man <laughs> in the world would have fleas in his beard. No, but that, uh, that's fascinating. I, I bet it's something to do with um, it, just the fineness of the, maybe the, the, the needles of the comb or something like that. Gotta be. Know. Yeah. Gotta be. That, that, that's, that's fascinating. But I mean, paint this picture here. He smokes a Savinelli at every interview. When he combs his beard, he uses a dog's flea comb. <laughs> He's so been ridiculous. shot by John Wayne in the face. In the face. <laughs> he once told Dustin Hoffman he was upset because he would never be as famous as he was. Wow. He is Jonathan Goldsmith, the most interesting pipe smoker in the world. He is. He really is. How about that? Well, you know, and I think what is most fascinating about him to me is, you know, obviously that he is a pipe smoker and, you know, you kind of have this connection with someone, uh, you know, and, and then you find out you're, they're a pipe smoker yeah. and you love oh, yeah. them all, all the more, but, uh, yeah, he, he obviously smokes, uh, smokes a pipe, uh, is, uh, good friends, uh, with, uh, the folks up at Vermont Freehand, That's which right. is, uh, uh, obviously in Vermont's one of the big, uh, pipe, uh, supply houses for folks that make pipes, uh, in, in the United States. And so, uh, smokes uh, a variety of pipes, uh, often seen with the Savinelli. I've seen him with pictures of, uh, you know, pipes like a, like just general basket pipes and uh, straight straight billiards, bent billiards, you know, kind of all over the map. I think he kind of rotates a lot, but uh, tends to like Captain Black, tends to smoke Captain is Black, which right? is kind of a, kind of a drugstore pipe wow. tobacco, you know, which is great. So over the counter guy, you know, uh, just, <laughs> just, uh, just likes to keep it real simple and 
uh, man, you, you appreciate that, you know, it's great. But he's always got his pipe with him and he, uh, he, he is uh, very, uh, very proud of that. So I got to ask, I mean, would you pair Captain Black with Dos Equis? Uh, I, you know, I personally would not. Yeah. Uh, th- nothing. I, you know, Captain Black has its place, obviously, but uh, but I do have a pairing tonight uh, with Dosakis. With with Dosakis, actually. Oh, I, appropriate. I, I, I have a pairing, and uh, I thought this would be kind of fun. Uh, the reason I picked this this tobacco for a couple of reasons. This is a tobacco made by two daughters, uh, daughters and Ryan, uh, out of um, huh. uh, uh, our our friend Mark Ryan. Uh, but this is uh, Ramback, and uh, it comes in a forty gram tin, and it is uh, a Turkish tobacco. Uh, they say expertly selected from the finest regions, then cured and blended by craftsmen to provide a sensory delight. Mm. Uh, and then, as is tradition on all uh, two daughters and daughters and Ryan products, it is followed up by saying this product intended exclusively as used for pipe tobacco. And uh, that's probably because this is uh, the cut is such that it would probably make a pretty good cigarette. Yeah, okay, I can <laughs> see that. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, Ramback is nice. It's a uh, it's a it's a Turkish blend, so it's going to have that kind of uh, cedary earthy flavor. But uh, there's a crispness there just on the back of it that reminds me of that last. Uh, that last draw on a on a real crisp cold beer, uh, and that's kind of what made me think of the uh, of the Dos Equis. I'll let you smell that real quick. Yeah, Bo. yeah, yeah. I think it even kind of smells like beer. I don't Man, know. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I, can, I can get that. It, it's it's good. That. It's good stuff. It's uh it's robust but not uh not harsh, which I appreciate. So. Um, you know, some of the fun things about, uh, you know, the most interesting man in the world, obviously, and you had mentioned him some on the Periscope that we did uh, before. We came on, but, yes. uh, you know, I, I, I love the little quips that they, they used to sell this stuff. I, I think my favorite was he, uh, he, you know, he finds the fountain of youth, but doesn't drink because he wasn't thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I got one for you. He lives vicariously through himself. Through himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so great. There's so many of them, which I, I think is a lot of fun, but, um, yeah. The most interesting man in the world. There the, he is. The, the nice thing is he would also occasionally depart, you know, uh, impart wisdom on the viewer as well. Right. There was one that I, I, I honestly feel like this is exceptional advice. Uh-huh. He's like, you must find the one thing that you are not good at and then don't do that thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, but like, that's good advice. That's pretty good. That's pretty good advice. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we'd be remiss if we, we did not at least mention the fact that Dos Equis did send off the character of the most interesting man in the world. That's correct. Uh, recently. Um, Re- retired him, as, re- it, as it were. Retired him. They had a, uh, a Scottish marching band escorting uh, the most interesting man in the world with a, uh, a lovely blonde model. That's right. Onto a rocket ship which was shot up into space as a wolf howled into the night. <laughs> On a one-way trip to planet Mars. Is, yes, that's right. It is a one-way trip. Yeah. And, and his final yeah. words to the, uh, to the human race, to us here on Earth, stay thirsty, my friends. That's right. Oh, that's pretty good. Thank man. you. Yeah. Thank you, thank pretty, you. You know, you've gotten some, uh, you've gotten some props for your uh, accents recently. That's yours. Uh, really? Yeah. No, I feel like I've gotten some hate from my no, accents No, 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 no. Our, our friend Gary in the UK, uh, I think right outside of London, he was commenting on uh, that, that your uh, your British accent was, was really, really fantastic. Man. All right. Well, hey, thanks, yeah. Gary. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I think you got to roll with that, dude. All right. Yeah. I'll take it. If so, Gary says it's good, then uh, then there you go. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you this. I, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you think that I have the good voice for it, but really what I want to hear 
is our listeners' best impressions, or better yet, our listeners taking on this concept of the most interesting man in the world. But I want to hear the most interesting man in pipe tobacco, which is John David Cole. So here's <laughs> here's the challenge. I'm putting this out there. What I'm a being, terrible idea. No, I'm being dead serious about this. I don't know. I'm going to find the music. I'll make it as easy for you as possible because I want you guys to to take this idea and roll with it. And I'll, I'll find a way to get the music out and available to you. But I want you guys to go and come up with some, you know. Uh, some great things like, you know, when, when he blends English, the queen, uh, the queen requested immediately or something like that, you know, <laughs> y'all be way funnier than I am. But point being, come up with some, uh, great, uh, uh, little quips for John David Cole, the most interesting man in pipe tobacco. That's funny, dude. Well, we'll, we'll see where that goes, but uh, I love that you're, yeah. you're, you're accepting this. We, we could, Normally we could have, you hate these we ideas. We could have some mileage on that. I, I mean, think I, so. see. I will play yeah. I will play the best ones before the uh, before an episode of Country Squire Radio. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. That's, That's fair. I, I accept that challenge. Uh, I, I will not be too embarrassed by that. All right. So y'all have fun. Let me know if you have any questions <laughs> on uh, how they get that in, uh, and uh, and we'll make that happen. You know, the one of the, uh, the the most interesting men in pipe tobacco is you know Mr. John David Cole. Uh, another most interesting man as well in terms of pipes is uh, is uh, Philip over at. Uh, Missouri Meerschaum. That's right, man. That's love ab- Phil. Absolutely. Actually, looking forward to seeing him at uh, at Chicago. In Chicago. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, a lot of these great pipe carvers are. Actually, was emailing him earlier today. Was really excited to uh, to connect, and 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 we'll be looking forward to connecting with him. But in the meantime, I've got to tell you about one of his pipes, uh, the Washington corn cob pipe. Man, absolutely. Now, last week I had you close your eyes and visualize what a corn cob pipe should be. And therein lies the Washington pipe. And I stand by that, man. It's a quality pipe. It is. It is. It's one of the longtime sellers we've had here at the Country Squire, which is uh, just a real classic, clean corncob pipe shape. Uh, typically, the ones uh, with a little bend to them uh, are, are, are a house favorite here at the Squire, but they also have a straight version as well. Uh, just a real solid, uh, just regular size, kind of middle size bowl. Uh, they're made of the cob with a with a nice wood extension and the uh, the ebonite uh, plastic in there, which uh, which takes a filter and uh, and we love it. It literally is when you think of a corn cob, uh, you think of the Washington corn cob by Missouri Meerschaum. And uh, and I, I tell you another thing I like about the corn cobs from Missouri Meerschaum. Of course, I'm sitting here uh, smoking my Cobbett pipe tonight, but um, they're great for trying new tobaccos. They're great for uh, sampling tobaccos that you've never tried before that you really want to get a good idea of kind of a pure flavor. Now, corn cobs do have a pure or, or kind of a flavor of their own, uh, but it, they, I, I would I would really recommend if you are uh, giving a tobacco a try that you've never tried before and you really want to get the nuances of it, run it through your best corn cob and, uh, and, and see what that does. I think you'll be rewarded by that experience. Absolutely. So big thanks to Missouri Meerschaum. If you guys have got a Washington pipe, A, you should have one, B, go buy one, yep. and C, take a picture of it, tweet it out to us. We'll retweet that out at, at Squire Radio. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Pipe question of the week. Pipe question of the week this week comes in from Greg Holder, who asks, what are your suggestions for a good introductory mm. tobacco uh, that I can offer friends who are curious about pipe smoking? Yeah. Excellent question. It's a good question. And, you know, we, we go to questions like these sometimes with, um, you know, our Pipe 101 series and some of those that, you know, where we kind of talk about newer pipe smokers and what's the best uh, gateway thing for them to come into the the uh, the pipe pipe universe but um you know there's two schools of thought here right so you've got uh new pipe smokers like the stuff that smells really good and smells really sweet and that kind of entices them to get involved uh involved in the in the pipe tobacco pipe smoking world but then there's also this component of you know they need to have something um that is uh you know easy to light and to keep lit and is also going to be easier on their tongue um and so kind of finding that combination of something that uh, smells and tastes sweet, but is also easy to keep lit and uh, and easy to um, you know uh, on, on their tongue. You know, as Mrs. Reeves that founded our shop mm-hmm. always used to say, uh, you want a tobacco that's very kind to the mouth, kind to the mouth. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so I, I think for new pipe smokers, that's a key. Um, and and you know, I I would frankly point you to something uh, really simple, like uh, like a Lane One Q. Uh, I think that's a that's a really good option or a Lane BCA uh, at the Country Squire. We sell a tobacco that we blend here in the house. That's it's similar to One Q, but it's our version, and we we it's a private recipe that we've had for forty years now called Cherokee. Uh, Cherokee's great because it's semi sweet. Uh, it's got a great room note, but it's one of those that uh, you can smoke all day long and not get sick of it. It's easy to keep lit, easy on your tongue. Uh, we also have one called Black and Tan, which is really nice. Um, Stokeby's. Uh, Number 24, Nougat, is also a really good tobacco, one that's uh, just real, real smooth, very lightly cased, uh, easy to keep lit, uh, you know, just soft on your tongue. And, uh, you know, I think tobaccos like that that kind of have the strike, the balance between uh, nicely aromatic, but also uh, easy to keep lit and and not harsh on your tongue. I think that's going to be the key there. Um, you know, even even a rubbed out like Orlet Golden Slice, maybe, or you know, if you're looking at like you know some of the McClellan blends, you might think of like a Virginia Woods or you know something that's just got a little a little tiny sweetness to it, but something that um, you know is going to be uh, just real user friendly, I guess is what I would say. So, that's good. Um, yeah, I'd probably point you in one of those directions. You know, it is interesting because it can be a very daunting task walking into yeah. uh, the pipe store. I mean, we've all. You know, I, I would I would wager that that all of us, if not uh, you know, ninety nine percent of us, if not all of us, have had that moment where we walked into a pipe shop for the first time, right? 
and we saw all the pipes, we saw all the tobaccos, <laughs> we saw all these tins, we saw all these tools. And then you saw... scream and are like, I need an adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just all of a sudden, it, it can be very overwhelming. That's so, right. That's right. Uh, having, you know, picking those uh, those early blends are, are crucial. And, you know, I think it might be worthwhile. I don't know if we've ever done a pipe smoking one-on-one on that, but we may want to yep. expand on that at some point uh, and gather gather some of your thoughts. And, and maybe even, um, you know, if you've got a pipe tobacco, whatever your first pipe tobacco was, if it was a good experience, yeah, um, yeah. send that in. And, and you know what? If you had a first pipe tobacco that was not a good experience for you, send that in too. Uh, that might be kind of interesting. You know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, you don't, it, for my money, you don't want to start off drinking coffee just straight up black. You know what I mean? You got to, you, you got to put a little cream in there. You got to put a little cream in there. Maybe a little sugar in there. Yeah. 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 Or, or, you know, you might not start off with the Dos Equis. You might start with, you know, heaven forbid, a, a Coors Light or something. Dos Equis, I would actually say you could start with Dos Equis. I, I was probably more of a pansy than, than you are. Actually, my first <laughs> ever beer was a uh, Amberbach. Okay, that's respectable. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. that's re- that's respectable. First ever beer was an Amberbach. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, an entire pitcher of Amberbach. We were all drinking it by the pitcher. And then you had your 16th birthday. No, that was at my... <laughs> no, look, man. I was not one of the cool kids. That was literally at my 21st birthday. And then you had your 27th birthday. Right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's a great question. Great yeah, pipe a really question good question. Absolutely. And be sure to send in your pipe questions of the week. You can email us, CSR at potisteri.com. Quick, quick fire, fire with, with the squire. squire. All right, quick fire question. Bring them, baby. All right, so this this comes from uh, the most interesting CSR listener out there, Pappy Joe. He really is. He really is. He really is. He really most, is. He, he really is the most interesting man. I, pa- always good to hear from you, Pappy. Yeah, and so he he's actually sent us enough so that it's going to be this week and next week. Okay, he's, good. Pappy Joe's bringing us all the way to Chicago, baby. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have this man, week and next week. That's great. Uh, so all right, ready for this? Yep, bring them. These are so good. Riverboat cruise down the Mississippi or trail ride on a horse across Oklahoma? Uh, riverboat cruise. I'm too lazy for the other. And the, and the other sounds awesome, but like I, I, I don't have that kind of stamina. Yeah, I, it'd be fun for like the first maybe half a day. And then I'd want like my MacBook and like you know, <laughs> you, know <laughs> you could just get know, an attachment on the sit back on of something horse. soft and like you know warm pipe. I mean, I, I, you can smoke your pipe, I guess, while you're. But I, I, I got to go with the uh, the cruise down the Mississippi. When when's the last time that you rode a horse? Uh probably two years ago. Yeah, it's probably been I about, like horseback, right? It's fun. It's probably been about a decade, if not more, since I've been on yeah. the back of a horse. I and. You know, when I was when I was growing up, horses scared me because they were just so big. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I mean, I, you hear horror stories about people getting kicked. And so I was always worried the thing was going to kick me. Yeah. But I did ride horses at camp. I always found it to be quite painful <laughs> uh, in ways that I don't prefer. <laughs> so uh, that be Elaborate on that boat. No, no I don't kidding. I don't think I need to. <laughs> Speaking of the stones. It'd be kind of a kind of a painful uh, uh, situation. It's a, it's a painful ride all the way to Oklahoma. I, I, do, I do like riding horses, but I, I'm going to have to go with the riverboat down the Mississippi River. I'm going to agree with you on that one. Baseball game with hot dog and beer or cricket with tea and crumpets. Mm. Uh, baseball with a hot dog. <laughs> I mean, I, I you know, cricket, that's interesting to me. And when I was at uh, Mississippi State, big engineering school, and we had a lot of uh, students and had a lot of friends from 
uh, East Asia and, and, and Southern Asia. So we had a lot of our friends from uh, India, places like Pakistan and Bangladesh, and they, they loved cricket. So I'd go out on the, the quad, which at State is called the drill field, uh, where the, the uh, ROTC would drill, parade around during their, their drill. And, um, and, and a lot of times those students would be out there playing cricket. And it was fascinating to watch. Um, but, but I'm going to go with the hot dog. And I, I, now if I could watch cricket and eat a hot dog, I'd be down for that, but but I don't think cricket and hot dogs go too well together. Oh, it's cricket, is it? Yes, yes, quite. Yes. Give me your finest hot dog. The bowler, mm. right? There's a bowler in cricket, isn't there? <laughs> I don't know anything about cricket. Yes, of course. <laughs> of course there is. Um, you know what? Uh, the only thing more boring than watching baseball is watching golf. Okay. Uh, and I don't think I've watched cricket before, but I think out of fascination, I'd find it more interesting. I'm not a big hot dog fan. Yeah. But that one does have the beer. <laughs> really that see it's so it's really this is what it comes down to watch cricket with tea and crumpets right or drink beer doing anything <laughs> you really just want the food right yeah <laughs> uh, i actually i think i will go cricket and tea and crumpets i'm i'm curious to, to sit in on that's that. fair yeah, yeah. um uh, okay and uh ale and pirate sea shanties or white wine and chamber music <laughs> that's pretty great I, I told him that was the best that's actually pretty we've great ever gotten um Man, I'm gonna go full out John David Cole here, and and uh, man, golly, this is kind of embarrassing. I'm gonna go with white wine and chamber. Of course music. you are. I, of course I, I you am. Are. I am, dude. Like, I mean, I look. I, I love a ale. You know, sitting here drinking this, uh, you know, nice uh, Dos Equis lager, and uh, man, I bring bring on the uh, bring on the chamber music, man. So every single night. I sing to my infant child, who's not an infant anymore, actually. She's like a toddler. But I, I sing to her, uh, and I sing to her sea shanties. Um, there's a couple of hymns in there. And then there's also, I always finish with a, a medley that my grandfather used to sing to me growing up. Uh, but to get there, I always go through a number of sea shanties, which is funny because some of it's like, you know, uh, now my son John was long and slim. Uh, and he had a leg for every limb, but now he has no limbs at all. They both got shot away by a cannonball. And so like... <laughs> They, they can be kind of violent, but if you think about it, weird, your, your kids are going to be so weird. No, I know. <laughs> like, I, I, that's great. <laughs> they're going to be awesome. Man. I know they're going to be awesome. They're just <laughs> going to be, dare. they're just going to have a lot of really interesting, uh, interesting uh, factoids. That's what yeah. you want for your kids. No, that is what you yeah. want. No, that's yeah. great. Look, I, 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 I'm all about that, you know, and, um, well, of I, course you're going to go with your white wine. I think wine. that's good. No, I, I love a good glass of Chardonnay. Look, and, uh, you know, if you want to play some, uh, some chamber music you know whether it be uh you know i don't know some 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 brahms or you know uh, some i, I really like no Bach and you know, i'm not bashing it organ stuff or you know i'm I, mozart i don't know I, I could i could i could go with that yeah no yeah. It's, it's classic i like it yeah all right great great question I, and i will say i think i can i, I think i'm going to stamp it that is the best pipe uh, i mean quick fire question that we've ever got they were quite solid that, that, yeah and yeah. he's got some solid ones for next week as well but that one right there in particular that's well done, Pappy Joe. <laughs> you got some quick fire questions for us, send them in CSR at potisteri.com. We actually have a couple lined up for Chicago. One of our listeners has uh, sent in a bunch of pipe questions, uh, our quick fire questions rather for, uh, for while we're in Chicago. Yeah. So that should be a lot of fun. Yeah, that's good. We've got some great listener feedback this week, but first let's talk about uh, our last sponsor for this episode, talking about Peter Stokeby Luxury Bullseye Flake. Ow! Now, you know, we like to add in a little tobacco trivia from time to time. That's right. Here's something interesting. Did you know that Peter Stokeby and Herman G. Lane were old rivals back in the day? Yeah. You did know that? Yeah. Well, I mean, that would make sense. I mean, you've got, you know, two of the biggest heavyweights in in the tobacco industry. 
Um, yeah, that makes sense. And now in America, it freaking distributed by one company. Yep. Oh, it's, that's great. <laughs> it all comes together. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, look, you got to check it out. Peter Stokeby Luxury Bullseye Flake. We love the Luxury Bullseye Flake. It's a house favorite here at the Country Squire. And uh, if you're not familiar with it, we talk about it a lot, obviously. But uh, just think of a really nice uh, medallion of tobacco, just a real solid bullseye with that nice dark uh, black Cavendish there in the middle, uh, surrounded by just a variety of uh, Virginias and Burleys that uh, just really make it taste uh, smooth and, and semi-sweet. So uh, just a good grassy flavor uh, that you would expect from a Virginia with that uh, nice fermented Cavendish in the middle. Uh, it's a unique smoking experience, and uh, we recommend it to you. Absolutely. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. All right, listener feedback this week. We got a uh, comment on YouTube that I really wanted to read here for you. Yeah. Uh, he says, I really miss the videos that JD and Butch from the store, of, of JD and Butch from the store. Me too. Uh, testing tobaccos and laughing at bad jokes. <laughs> what happens? This is a good one. I'm talking about the uh, the YouTube uh, for Country Squire Radio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's a podcast, and he's right about that. He is. Happy smoking. Keep up the good work, man. It, Rick, Rick the Sick on YouTube, man. Yeah. Th- thanks for thanks for mentioning that. I will definitely pass that along to my friend Butch. Uh, Butch, uh, actually, um, I don't think he'd mind me saying this. He he recently got a new job. He posted it, but he posted it on April first, so I wasn't sure if he was serious. Yeah, and I know, right? Yeah, I mean, that's you have to wonder these things, but uh, yeah, Butch, uh, Butch is actually going to be moving. And uh, and so we have had to see some of our uh, try to try new tobacco today uh, uh, experiences that we've done on YouTube before, but uh, had a lot of fun. If you uh, will go back and look at some of those, uh, the jokes were terrible. Uh, there were lots of awkward, as you'd expect, lots of awkward moments and uh, and silence with me and Bo, me and Butch, kind of looking at each other, trying to figure out who was going to break first. Like it was, it was, it was great. So uh, you never know; we might try to bring back a few of those uh, down the road. But um, but but I, thanks, and I, I will definitely. Uh, let our friend Butch know that he's a he's a really dear friend. And if you ch- haven't checked those out, I'll put a link to that series y'all did in the yeah. show notes for this episode. <laughs> really Try great. new tobacco today. We got uh, on iTunes, iTunes on iTunes. We've got Garrett LL. He says, "Fantastic, an absolute joy to listen to while smoking, working, or avoiding the in-laws." <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's that's great. Yes, sir. That's great. Preaching to the choir on that one. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So look, Hey, by the way, if you have not yet taken the opportunity to write us an iTunes review, I would strongly encourage you to do it. Uh, We have almost consistently, almost since the beginning of this podcast, maybe even since the beginning of this podcast, we've had an iTunes review, at least one that we have read. Uh, for every single episode. And uh, and we're kind of, we're, we're running close to the end here. So for those of you, especially new listeners, head over to countrysquireradio.com, click on the link for iTunes and, and go ahead and send us a review. We'd love to get that in from you. <laughs> you want, you got a couple of Twitter comments? No, I, I can't read them yet. That We're just getting in some, uh, some feedback on our, uh, on, on your, uh, Oh, good. Uh, most interesting uh, tobacconist challenge here. So that, uh, yeah, that's, I'll be, I'll be retweeting those out tonight. It's pretty, so, it's pretty uh, great. Well yeah. played. Use the uh, hashtag most interesting man in pipe tobacco. Yeah, that's, that's, that's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> I did want to read, uh, actually one of the Twitter comments we had going in because, yeah. uh, it's relevant. Uh, let me see if I can find it from our good friend, uh, Brian Levine over so at pipes magazine radio. Uh, he tweeted in, look, 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 what he tweeted in getting ready or getting caught up on some paperwork and waiting to watch my favorite Shire folk. <laughs> I mean, squire folk. Oh, well done, sir. Yep. 
Tip of the hat to you, well sir. Well done. Tip of the hat. Uh, he also, later in the episode, uh, wanted to make sure we knew that uh, White Wine and Chamber Music with a Bed of Roses was uh, probably my pick. Uh, but but as for him, he goes with uh, Pirate uh, Shanties all the way. Yes, sir. Hey, <laughs> cheers to you, sir. That's right. That's I love right. I love how he uh, tries to insult us by calling us hobbits. That's the best way that you want. If you want to throw insults to us, compare us to hobbits as much as you want. Dude. We love that. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> And accurate. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> uh, last but not least, we got a comment on Facebook from uh, Jeremy Darnell, which says, uh, I am a Latakia lover and would love for you to expand on the difference between English and Balkan blends. And man, this is a great comment because, yeah. you know, we've done an episode in the past about Latakia, yeah. but uh, he's not alone. We've gotten some folks actually uh, commenting and asking some more questions about this subject matter. And, you know, one of the things that we've historically done when approaching a lot of topics is we kind of do a little bit of a shallow look with the goal of kind of going in layers and yeah. layers in, uh, in, in later episodes. So next week... We will actually be uh, we be looking taking a look back on Latakia. That's right, and uh, and doing a little bit of a deeper dive. So uh, to you, Jeremy, that's coming. Be sure to stay tuned next for next week's episode, and and uh, yeah, we'll be taking a look back at Latakia. Yeah, real timely comment. That's great. Absolutely. We of course do broadcast live here at CountrySquireRadio.com. We'd love for you to tune in. Uh, you can tune into the live podcast at six thirty p.m. Central Time. That is four thirty Pacific, seven thirty Eastern. Uh, you can find the link at CountrySquireRadio.com. We'd love for you to actually tweet into us. You know, like you said, we're already getting some folks tweeting in with the uh, <laughs> the most interesting man in pipe tobacco uh, concepts. So uh, hashtag it, most interesting man in pipe tobacco. Uh, we may put up a, a, a post on Facebook. Love to get your thoughts in there, especially hoping for those audio files. So but, ridiculous. Uh, one way or the other, keep in touch with us. You can follow me at the real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore country squire. And of course, the show's Twitter handle is at Squire Radio. That's also our Periscope handle. So if you're getting ready for Chicago, but you're not going to necessarily be able to join us uh, in in physical presence. You can at least join us for uh, any kind of fun streaming we'll, we'll be doing. And Periscope's a great way to keep up with that, along with the Twitter and Facebook channels. Links to all that good stuff at CountrySquireRadio.com. That's right. All right, man. Well, what a, what a most interesting episode hey, we've it had. It was a most interesting episode. I actually, I'm kind of having fun reconnecting with a beer I haven't had in a while. I know, Dos right? Equis. Yeah, it's really good. You know, and a lot of times when you when you go to a Mexican restaurant, they'll uh, put a little piece of lime up there in the top. Oh, you yeah. Kinda, and turn kind of squish that down in there. Turn, you got to turn it up so yeah. the lime floats to the top. It's an old, old uh, college trick, you know. Uh, yeah, man, I, 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 could, I could get on board with this. Man. And maybe... I, I might develop a problem <laughs> again. <laughs> let's, let's not do that. But I tell you what, man, let's go have a night. See you, brother. You've been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit Pottery.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.